This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Hello there, how you doing? It's uh, Kevin Riley here and welcome to Irish Time here on the Manawatu People's Radio in uh, County Manawatu. Uh, it's another glorious day. We're obviously, like I said, our Indian summers. But anyway, so I'll start reading a bit of news that's been in the various papers that I sort of have a look through, etc., etc. A lot of it was COVID. COVID sort of has sort of it's still alive, and unfortunately, uh, you know, hospitalising people and people dying over in Ireland and in Europe. And uh, you know, we're just having the peak is about to happen. Hopefully, and then it will start to you know just go backwards, recede. And we can start living a bit more a normal lifestyle with, you know, restrictions hopefully will be uh, reduced, if not eradicated. Anyway, anyway, <clears throat> last Tuesday, it was Pancake Tuesday, Shrove Tuesday, as we say. Uh, so pancake lovers across Northern Ireland got the opportunity to indulge in the delicious treat. Uh, this year, the, the date lands on the 1st of March, meaning next, uh, next Tuesday is definitely a day to get the griddle fired up and butter sizzling in the uh, oven or in the kitchen. The Christian tradition of Shrove uh, Tuesday is always held on the day before Ash Wednesday or the first day of Lent, so you can, you know, but it can change from year to year. Lent is the 40 day f- uh, for as it lead up to Easter, and it's traditionally used as a time for fasting. Therefore, the particular day was even uh, was seen as the last chance to use up some of those indulgences like eggs, milk, and sugar stuff that you might give up for Lent. The shrove uh, part of the, the the name comes from the word shrove, meaning absolution. Interesting. It's a tradition that has certainly stood the test of time, as and then it goes back over a thousand years. By the Middle, a- uh, Middle Ages, the day also saw the tradition of ringing church bells in Christian parishes as a call for people to bring fr- uh, to start frying their pancakes. All that stuff is uh, truly over and done with. All over in this part of the world, it's non-existent really, but over in Ireland, it's still you know a tradition that they hang on to. And now we're coming up since it's March. St Patrick's Day celebrations are finally, finally returning to Belfast with 11 days of festivities planned for the city. For two years, Belfast official St. Patrick's Day festivities have been uh, scruppered, shuppered, scruppered by COVID-19, but plans are underway to make up for it with 11 days of events in the city to celebrate Ireland's patron saint. Belfast City Council has announced it will fund four organisations in delivering a reimagined, ooh, that's a big word, reimagined 11-day citywide celebration that will run from March the 10th to the 20th. The events will include a renewed focus on music to mark uh, the beginning, you know, the beginning of the celebrations. The free family-friendly concert on St Patrick's Eve uh, will feature a lineup including. 
Mick Flannery, Susan O'Neill and the Duncairn Collective, uh, Creative Collective, a group of over 20 independent musicians from a variety of genres and backgrounds coming together to perform. The Duncairn Centre's Barry O'Kane to give these artists a platform in Belfast City Centre is a dream come true. We look forward to, represent, uh, to representing an authentic, modern and diverse society in which we live while providing an inclusive and family-friendly atmosphere where all shades of Irishness and uh, none are welcome. On St. Patrick's Day itself, the, the Belfast-based uh, uh, Beat Carnival group will, be, uh, will lead the, the traditional parade through the city centre featuring the colourful pageantry that was last seen in 2019. The organisation's uh, director, David Boyd, promised a spectacular, a spectacular of creativity, fun and challenge, proclaiming that we are all Patrick, you know, all after we're all named Patrick. Meanwhile, the programme events will climax on March the 20th. Well, a celebration, our city show, uh, showcase event at Royal Avenue there in the centre of Belfast, featuring music, dance and storytelling. So the Shonakies, the storytellers, will be out in force. Uh, among the groups delivering the revamp programme, uh, is, uh, you know, sort of the Gaelic, oh, let's get it right here, event is uh, the Irish traditional music, Gaelic music. Uh, director Kevin Gamble said uh, the FLA, which will be taking place, is popular, is popular in bars, restaurants, hotels and visitor spots throughout uh, the Galtac Quarter and the city centre come alive with traditional Irish music, like I said earlier. The Galtac Quarter, it's the first time I've heard of that, and that must be West Belfast. Uh, Belfast City uh, Lord Mayor, I should say, not City Mayor, Lord Mayor, Kate Nickel. Uh, after two years of not being able to host our usual St. Patrick's Day event, I'm really thrilled that it is back this year, bigger and better than ever. So good luck to them, and sort of hopefully the weather's decent as well. And uh, get Essex lorry deaths. This is this guy from Tyrone, I think it was. It was you know driving a truck and killed... All those people in there who just, uh, you know, just died in the truck through lack of oxygen. A lorry driver who was part of a, a people smuggling ring has been ordered to pay six thousand uh, pounds to the families of thirty-nine Vietnamese people who died in a field smuggling operation. The victims were aged between fifteen and forty-four and were found dead in a trailer in Essex last October. They had suffocated on their way to a poor fleet from Belgium on a ferry. Christopher Kennedy picked up containers with people inside, but not the one in which 39 uh, Vietnamese died. The 25-year-old uh, from Kitty in County Armagh, sorry, I thought it was Tyrone, is uh, serving seven years for his part in the, uh, the wider operation. On Wednesday, Old Bailey heard he had made £67,000 from people smuggling, but had just... Uh, but had just six thousand something in his bank account, Bank of Ireland bank account. Uh, Judge Mark Lukaf, uh, QC, ordered uh, that the available money should be confiscated and used as compensation to the families of the victims. Kennedy, who was in the dock, made no reaction or uh, no comment during the hearing. His trial in December heard that he uh, picked up containers in Essex, which were uh, which arrived from Belgium. His job was to deliver them to a remote location. A 20-minute drive from the, uh, the port. Twice he, he did this in the two weeks before smug, the smuggling operation, which went wrong in October, which is why he was tried with the other drivers involved. Kennedy was not charged with manslaughter, but was instead charged with conspiracy to assist in un- unlawful uh, migration or immigration. That is, it's, I mean, he's got blood on his hands, that boy. 
And something completely sort of trivial, really. Stamp prices are going to increase in the Republic of Ireland. The national uh, price of a, a postage stamp in the Republic of Ireland has increased by 15 cents. Bringing the cost of posting a standard letter within the country up to one, uh, €1.25. The cost of posting a letter abroad has also increased, uh, rising 20% to uh, €2.20. The post office said the latest price increases are due to inflation in such areas as transport, fuel and energy. And they're going to keep on going while we have this war. You know, Mr. Putin, uh, you know, murdering these people in Ukraine. And talking about Ukraine, here we go. I was really uh, delighted and really proud, really. I'm from Belfast. Belfast City Councillors have urged citizens to give generously to support the people of Ukraine. An agreed statement issued on behalf of councillors urged people from Belfast and across Northern Ireland to donate all they can as part of the ongoing relief effort. Councillors said there was a number of collection points across the city where people could donate essential items for those who had been forced to flee their homes to seek refuge in neighbouring countries. It has also uh, also agreed that the City Hall will be illuminated blue and yellow as a mark of solidarity with the Ukraine on Saturday. They're going to light up the City Hall. That's just, that's good. It is, it's good. It's all about, you know, not forgetting what these people are going through. Collections have started in towns and villages across uh, Northern Ireland, uh, providing items for an estimated 500,000 people who had to leave uh, everything behind to escape the conflict. It's now up to a million. The last time I looked at the BBC News. With many Ukrainians heading for Poland, Northern Ireland's 30,000-strong Polish population has led the way. Uh, Among them was a group of Polish people organising the collection on Belfast Butcher Road. She told the Belfast this lady told the Belfast Telegraph that she had been overwhelmed by the response and is planning to send at least one lorry to Poland every week as long as supplies last. God bless them. Uh, my initial idea was to send a few packets to Ukraine. I did not expect so many people to be so helpful. Now, this has really woken a lot of people up to the fact that, you know, we're all human beings. You know, you have some sort of humanity. Ukrainian people have travelled to Poland with one suitcase or sometimes with nothing. We've already collected two tonnes of clothes, but we need more medication, cleaning supplies, food and nappies for children. Isn't it? It just kind of made me proud when I read that. They're just they're, you know, they're doing something instead of just talking about it. They're actually you know, getting into action. And this is uh, something also surprised me because, you know, if you're a book reader like I am, I read, you know, that's what I do in retirement, so I read quite a bit. Amazon closed all its bookstores in the UK, in the US and the UK. Amazon has confirmed it's closing all of its bookstores as well as, as, well as its four-star shops and pop-up locations as the online giant reworks its physical footprint. The Shuttle-based company said that the move, which affects 66 stores in the US and two in the UK, enables it to concentrate its efforts on Amazon Fresh, the whole food supply, uh, whole food market. Its convenience convenience concept called um, Amazon Go and its upcoming Amazon-style stores. They've been getting into clothing now, but they're shutting down all the Amazon stores in uh, Ireland and in uh, the UK, which is uh, really... Bad news, 
you know, maybe people, everything's online, but when you're going into your bookstore, you like to browse, look, look through it. Well, I always do just to have a look through what, what it's about. And uh, so, so read the reviews, you know, by various uh, organizations who you have a bit of respect for, who have got credibility, you know. Amazon opened its first brick and mortar store in 2015, two decades later after it began selling boots online and helped drive a number of shops out of business. They did. They sh- over in Europe, they knocked a lot of them out. Amazon four-star shops, which uh, first debuted in 2018, carry a, a limited selection of best-selling products from top get, top categories that Amazon.co sells, including vices, consumers, consumer electronics, toys, and games. The move comes as Amazon overall revenue has fallen and continues to slide. So that's that's bad news, really, really bad news. Because you know, if you're uh, you know a book lover or a book reader, you'd be really disappointed. Because like I say, you know, online might suit some people, but a lot of people who read like to, you know, just pick up a book and have a flick through it to see what's, what it's about and the reviews, et cetera, et cetera, and a bit of the history about the author. Anyway, 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 a lock of Michael Collins here is to be auctioned in Belfast next month. The lock will be just one of many items auctioned from the Irish War of Independence and military, uh, Militia and will go to the lucky bidder on the 15th of March. Other pieces of history that are being auctioned include a walking stick that belonged to the Irish hero, a revolver he reputedly held while breaking Eamon de Valera out of Lincoln Prison in England in 1919, and documents from Collins' close friend Emmett Dalton. These documents include a, a date that led a, a detailed account of Collins' death in court in 1922 and a photograph of the British intelligence agents who were later known as the, Car- the Cargo Carol Gang, I should say. Bloomfield Auctions Managing Director Carl Bennett said that he expects significant interest in the auction, which will celebrate the centenary of the events of the War of Independence. The first thing we ask, which is probably what most of the people uh, will ask, how do you know it's Michael Collins' hair? It's important that we're uh, confident about the the, the the hair and the background that we've been given, that we can stand over that and uh, the vendors can, uh, you know, check out all the people that the organisations that we have to confirm that it is actually his hair. He explained that the lock of hair was given to uh, Felix Cronin, who was married to Kelly Kearn, Collins' former fiance, and I passed through the family to the current vendor. I'd be a bit suspicious of that myself. I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? You know, paying thousands of dollars or euros or whatever for a hair that allegedly was belonged to Michael Collins. Anyway, the inaugural flight for, for Ireland's newest airline has taken place today, having taken off from Donegal for arrival into Dublin Airport. The airport is an exclusive operator of the Aer Lingus regional network with uh, all the new routes set to become an essential link between the north, west and Dublin in the absence of a, a motorway or rail net- network in the region. First started 29, uh, you know, just under 30 uh, euros with Emerald Airlines offering up to four flights daily, linking with uh, convenient uh, flight timings and set, uh, set its numbers to enable some same-day return trips to Dublin and connections on the Aer Lingus network from Dublin itself, you know, if you want to go over to England or whatever, whatever, or other parts of the continent, like Europe and uh, America. Further routes announcements are to, more further route announcements are to be made in the coming weeks. And the airline plans to upgrade 360 flights per week across 12 routes. That's ambitious. 
Today marks a huge milestone on our journey to become Ireland's largest regional airline. Uh, there have been a considerable amount of hard work behind the scenes in order to make this a reality. I would like to thank all those involved, especially our amazing team at Emerald Airlines, our partners in Aer Lingus, the Minister for Transport, etc., etc. They did that here. We've had that here with a number of, you know, local, you know, sort of regional airlines that come in and, and try to sort of stay alive, really. You know, Palmas and down to Nelson and other parts of the South Island and up north, and they all kind of folded. And to get on to something a bit more serious, and it's quite a, a global problem, really. Uh, it's about the also hospital ambulance waits. People having to wait a unex- uh, long time for unacceptable uh, time for an ambulance which is quite common in uh, Europe. Uh, the health trust confirmed uh, that a woman died in the emergency department despite attempts to resuscitate her and that it followed an eight-hour wait in a hospital. According to a health uh, trust statement, at all times, both while in the ambulance and in the emergency department at the Ulster Hospital, the woman had received uh, one-on-one care. Uh, Dr. Kerr said he was unable to comment that particular case, but there had been seen increasing numbers in emergency departments across Northern Ireland, but they, you know, they're dealing with the corona in a big way. I thought this was dreadful and very sad because, as you know, we have been seeing increasing numbers of, of very long waits, some of them in ambulances, outside emergency departments all across Northern Ireland in the last few months. And we had a bit of that here in New Zealand, remember, on the news there about people you know, sitting in corridors waiting to be seen. It's uh, um, it's all down to the the virus in many respects, in my view. You know that it's kind of the virus and the people who are getting sick is taking up a really a large amount of uh, time, and some others are not being you know they're being seen to, but it's taking a bit of time. You know, just watch those headbangers down in Wellington who were protesting about freedom. It's something I'm sure they don't know anything about. Uh, it would sort of take on board, but they don't. You know, those anti-vaxxers or uh, anti-COVID people, they're just kind of, it's broken up. And, uh, you know, and there's a credit to the people of Wellington that not many of them were Wellingtonian. People just wanted shot of them, you know. It's all right making a protest, etc. But if it turns out in the anarchy and destruction, it's beyond the pale. And what have we got here? This is uh, this uh, Conor McGregor. It's a you know a boxing guy, you know, not that you know kickboxing or whatever it's called. Um, has made headlines. He made headlines after agreeing to sell his five hundred million stake, five hundred million euros uh, stake in uh, Prosper Number no. Twelve. It's the Irish whiskey. I think we spoke about that there a few weeks ago. Well, McGregor is set to share the the nine figure sum with his agent and his business partner. It bumps his overall wealth up significantly. Spokeswoman Karen Kaisler told the Irish Mirror. Uh, the terms of the agreement are confidential. However, the most important thing is O'Connor McGregor will remain a stakeholder of uh, proper number 12, the brand that will make him a billionaire. Talking uh, to social media, McGregor wrote, in, in, just, in just under three years, we went from a dream to the biggest Irish whiskey company in the world. I think that's a bit debatable, actually. Very debatable because a lot of <clears throat> pars, you know, lip, old bush mills, Tullymore, you know, they've been around a long time and they are large companies. A huge step for uh, proper number 12 today as we forge ahead in the next phase of our company's history. While McGregor's net worth has undoubtedly soared in the last week uh, due to the, the sell-off of uh, the company, he is still <coughs> lives in Ireland, apparently. 
And now we've got something that's really, I don't know, it's, it's just a sign of the times, really. A county Tyrone woman was jailed for uh, 19 million pounds, 1 million pounds, nearly just under 2 million pounds fraud, and she was sacked from a previous job as a banker for stealing. A county, a county Tyrone woman was jailed for uh, 2 million fraud from her employers, was uh, pre- previously sacked from a job in a bank for stealing cash. Uh, Julian Mc, uh, McBrien, 47, also known as Hogg from uh, Five Mile Town, avoided a criminal record as the matter was dealt with in house and not reported to the, the police service of Northern Ireland. The, de- the decision was uh, reached by management of the Inniskillen branch of the then Northern Bank, now owned by Danske, uh, that's a German company or German banking outfit. Uh, McBrien is currently serving a five-and-a-half-year term for defrauding her employer, Northern Mouldings Limited, out of vast sums of cash that helped fund a jet-set lifestyle and luxury mansion. She completely lost the plot, this woman. Uh, what have got to do mansion? Uh, at one point, McBrien claimed to be suffering from this, the same rare cancer as a relative of one of the company directors to get support, garner support. Knowing there would, uh, it would invite sympathy and afford her time off work by telling the director in confidence that she did not want anyone else to know, it meant she was not required to produce any evidence. I wonder why, you know, if it's in a, a one-to-one uh, you know, situation. While she was supposed to be off work to receive chemotherapy, she was indulging in her lavish lifestyle. A psychiatrist retained by O'Brien's defence team, head of the sentence, told the court this type of behaviour was indicative of martyr syndrome. And as as a third daughter out of four in the family, she felt excluded when growing up, but had been left to care for her, and she had been left to care for her elderly parents. The case took six years, during which there was a ban on identifying her after she threatened to self-harm. She's a, you know... Just, I'm lost for words to describe this person. A uh, spokesperson for Peyton Company, her and brothers, confirmed McBrand did not include her time with the bank and her employment history when applying for the post at Northern Mouldings Limited. It has been confirmed McBrand was disciplined by the bank in 1994, resulting in her dismissal, but nothing else. She wasn't jailed or taken to court. The bank did not involve any police whatsoever in the matter. Despite being offered multiple opportunities to comment, the bank has also refused. Danske Bank's external communication uh, company was asked a series of questions around the, the, the theft by McBran, including why, why a decision was not taken to prosecute her. Given this was a theft, but also a serious breach of trust, confirmation was sought and nothing was returned. It was just no comment. As more, as more information came to light, uh, the second and third comments were added. The, the re- their reply was, as advised, this is not something the bank will be commenting on. The Financial Conduct Authority was asked to clarify if it was notified of the incident and uh, the subsequent decision taken to dismiss the employee with a prerequisite of not, pass, uh, not pressing charges if the money was repaid in full. This is part of uh, this is a this is of particular importance as customers and the public in general are entitled to know their funds are secure. However. Of the financial organisation, this isn't something we can comment on. That's the answer to everything in today's world. No comment. No comment. Sometimes I can see why and can relate to it, but other times, no. And now to get back to, oh, yeah, 
This is uh, the you know against the, the Russians. This is Mary Lou Macdonald, the the president of Sinn Fein. Uh, yesterday, made a call for the expulsion of uh, the the Russian ambassador, and that he should be expelled, and tougher ta- sanctions are needed. It's clear and significantly strengthened. Strengthened sanctions on Russia are needed. The situation has now reached a, pro- a point where. This must include the expulsion of the Russian ambassador, like we just said. The sanction is allows to date against the Russian Federation and the obligated elites close to the, you know, President Putin are having no effect in deterring the vision in Ukraine. They are simply insufficient to persuade uh, Putin to reverse his course. He's never going to change. The only thing that's going to happen is, you know, putting in more uh, sanctions against them. It's going to cripple the country. And hopefully, hopefully the people will who will be starved of money and a lot of other things, you know, just a living, and they will be, you know, reduced to poverty, and they will sort of wake up and think, this guy's got to go. MacDonald expressed her solidarity with Ukraine and their president. We need sanctions which can uh, end Russian aggression against Ukraine and force a complete withdrawal of Russian military forces. The International Financial Service Centre in Dublin is a significant European centre for financial services. That's very true. The Republic of Ireland has got a lot of you know serious money in the place, in the city, and, uh, you know through all these international bankers and all these kind of obligars who just you know it's silent money. We never they don't pay tax. The Irish government therefore needs to take a lead in arguing for rapid and decisive sanctions. Uh, which frees this assets of Putin's financial backers and which shut off the Russian banking system from the European banking system. I think the SWIFT mess, the brilliance uh, against SWIFT, and that is going to have substantial impact on you know in Russian businesses because these guys are just hopefully they you know, get done for war crimes, you know, slaughtering men and uh, you know women and children, I should say. Putin has already crossed the threshold. Uh, of decency and hum- hu- humanitarian sort of, but you know, humanitarian that flows through our blood. The EU must act today with sanctions of such scale. Where there can be no doubt that Putin and his supporters will pay a huge price for choosing the course of military conflict over dialogue and diplomacy. Foreign Affairs Minister Sam Covey said late on Friday that the decision by the EU to freeze the assets of the president of uh, Russia and all his pals. Uh, and uh, well, is the right the right thing to do because they are the key decision makers in the terms of what's happened. They're the guys that started the war, the invasion. Anyway, on that note, I will uh, just finish up. I've got one more little bit here. You know, this is again po- political. Alan Kelly is the leader of the the Labour Party down there in the, in Ireland, <coughs> in Dublin, so has uh, lost his collective confidence. He's lost his confidence in the collective collective confidence in his leadership. They sort of put him down. They sort of because they, they were fed up with, with, with what with the way he was going and the fact that the party was not doing very well in the polls at all. And it's all down to him. And um, I don't think he's very happy about it, but I think he realised that you know they were it was true that they were sort of sinking really. And they've got elections coming up. Uh, not too distant future. Anyway, on that note, I will love you and leave you. And uh, you know, take care and be careful there because this virus is still out and about and it's not going to go away for some weeks until it's you know reasonably safe for us all to you know take not having to wear masks, etc., etc., and all those other things. You know, sort of haven't gone through supermarket sign this sign that. Anyway, anyway, on that note. 
Take care and be kind to one another, and I'll see you again next week. And don't forget, it's coming up with St. Patrick's uh, on the 17th, so we'll have a bit of crack about that. Okay? See you later. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.